Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. The Cigar Tips this Podcast. We are recording this on June the 4th, 2017. Uh, just a couple of uh, couple of days removed from the inaugural edition of the Woodstock Tweet Up in Woodstock, Georgia at Alan Friedman's house. Uh, smoked a lot, drank a lot, and had a good time with uh, Alan and his wife Marley and the uh, vice president of Trey J Cigars, Gary Garrett, and his lovely wife Darlene. Uh, so good times were had there. Uh, Alan, Ben, Sr., all with us tonight. And I, for one, am smoking. Uh, shocker, a Gurkha. Hmm. That um, is the, shocking. <laughs> the Gurkha Summer Reserve Limitada. What'd y'all do to him over there in Atlanta? I actually, I don't know. actually, I picked this one up during my lunch break today because uh, there's a it's pizza place. Had, right? <laughs> Yeah, there was a pizza place across the the sidewalk from the cigar shop, so I got a pizza and found a, a Gurkha Cellar Reserve. Uh, oh, there was a guy out front the pizza place selling Gurkhas? Uh, uh, selling them, no. Handing them out free? Sure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but this one, this one is actually one of the better Gurkhas. It's got a Brazilian Arapiaca wrapper, a Dominican Olor binder, and a 15-year-aged Dominican filler. Uh, you've heard me mention the Cello Reserve series before. Uh, in terms of Gurkha cigars, it's one of the best they do. And uh, I still fit it in the rotation every once in a while between when I'm speaking bad about them. So uh, we'll, we'll throw Gurkha a bone tonight on this one. Ben, what do you got over there? I have the H. Upman Yaguera Robusto. Now, I was doing a little research on this, uh, reading online, watching videos and everything, and I learned a little bit about it, and I thought it was a pretty interesting story on how the cigar came to be. So I'll, I'll kind of cover it briefly. Back in the 1960s, the Arias family was looking to grow tobacco in uh, their home in Honduras. So they went to Cuba, got some Cuban seed, brought it back with them, and tried to grow that particular Cuban seed in Honduras. This is Honduran Puro, by the way. So they tried growing it for years and years and not had much luck. So the Altidus uh, agronomists of Grupo de Maestros, that group, took that Cuban seed tobacco and hybridized it with a Criollo 98, which the binder of the cigar is a Honduras Criollo. So they hybridized it and they came up uh, in 2013 with a particular harvest blend uh and they use that as the wrapper and it's trademarked yarguera 13 tapado so that's where the trademark name of this wrapper came from uh to get to this particular blend so i thought it was a pretty interesting story and uh it's uh it's a wonderful smoke it's a mild smoke mild to medium at most draws good um it's a very aromatic uh, and I'm just I'm enjoying it now with a, a glass of uh, of Pinot Noir here, and it's just it's very good. I'm impressed. Good deal, Senior. You uh, you up to smoking anything over there? 
No, still fighting the allergies and stuff, so I hadn't a uh, chance to cigar lately. All right, so I know Alan's smoking something over there. What do you got? Well, I am smoking the uh, Nat Sherman Timeless collection, and it's the Dominican one. Yeah, good deal. And um, I've, I've smoked several of them today to, you know, put this review together. And one of the things I find most interesting about the cigar is that it's actually made in the Matassa factory, which is owned by the Casada family. Now, the uh, Nat Sherman Timeless, you know, at the 2011 IPCPR trade show, Nat Sherman showed off the first of its new brands under the direction of its newly appointed executive director for retail and brand development, Michael Herkelotz. The Timeless Collection uh, was then nationally released in January of 2012. The Nat Sherman Timeless Collection is made up of two very unique blends from two different countries. The Timeless Collection represents a, a new look and feel for the Nat Sherman uh, premium cigar portfolio. Uh, the Timeless Collection was the direct result of feedback from over 200 retailers as well as consumers who participated in the tasting and sampling process in order to develop these two unique cigar lines. Both lines represent expertise of the Nat Shermans and the Manuel Casada family. Now the Nat Timeless, Nat Timeless, the Nat Sherman Timeless Collection, Dominican, is constructed in the Dominican Republic at the Casada family's Matassa factory in Santiago with six different tobaccos. The wrapper is Honduran, the binder is Dominican, and the filler tobacco is Dominican and Nicaraguan using the Seco, Viso, and Lajaro primings. So it's got a little bit of everything in it. The draw is just silky smooth, uh, perfect resistance, and, you know, it's kind of rare to get that perfect draw these days. Um, and this cigar, believe me, has it. And then the smoke production is just enormous. It just filled my mouth with very complex and flavors. From the per first puff, the timeless wows you and keeps you interested with a medium strength and full-bodied expression of flavor. Earthy expressions of cedar, espresso, and roasted nuts round it out with a subtle sweet note of dark chocolate and a hint of nutmeg. The smoke is well-balanced, complex, and creamy. The Timeless was just a perfect accompaniment with my uh, cup of coffee or cups of coffee that I've been having most of the day. Uh, now, guys, Nat, Nat Sherman opened its doors in 1930. It's been around for over 85 years, and I'll tell you, if they continue to produce cigars of this quality and flavor, I'm sure they're going to be around for another 85. My tip is that you have to enjoy this cigar for yourself, and you'll be glad you did. Mark? 
Very good. And definitely have to go there and pick one of those up. It's been a while since I've had a Nat Sherman. It's one of those brands that kind of gets uh, lost in some of the <clears throat> sea of the choices out there, but I definitely uh, will be putting that one on my list to try. You know, as a rule, a lot of people look at Nat Sherman as, you know, it's my grandfather's cigar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that reputation in mind, even though they are known for perfect blending and perfect construction, you know, when they brought Michael Herkelotz in, the deal was that he was going to modernize the um, the brand and get a lot of things rebranded, get rid of some of the old stuff, bring in some of the new stuff. And he's done a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Mark, do you remember meeting him at uh, the tweet up a couple of years ago? Yeah, vaguely. Uh, kind of met him in passing. D- didn't really spend any time with him, but uh, seemed like a really nice guy. He was at the first tweet up with uh, Pete Johnson. He was he played. They played on stage. I think he's a he's a musician. He plays drums. I think. That's the first time I saw him. No, I was not at that tweet up, so. Yeah, but he, he and Pete Johnson and a couple other guys got together and played music on stage. And I remember him playing, I think, either guitar or or the drums, but it was interesting. And you are listening to the Cigar Tipsers podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are at Cigar Tipster on all three of those platforms. And encourage you to check out the uh, brand new CigarTipsters.com. Uh, we just released a brand new look this past week. We put uh, a lot of work into that, uh, myself and Benjamin here. And uh, we think we came up with something pretty nice. So give it uh, give it a look and then tell us on social media what you think of the new look. And with that said, uh, we were looking at an article just a couple of days ago. Scar Aficionado put it out. It's called uh, 14 Cigars That You Should Be Smoking. And definitely some interesting choices on the list. Uh, they got a couple of fairly new cigars on there. Uh, one of those being the Hoya de Nicaragua Black, which I uh, picked up one of the previous times I was in Atlanta. Definitely a good choice there. Uh, Mexican San Andreas on the wrapper, which uh, one of my favorite wrappers by far. The Ashton Sun Grown that Ben talked about a couple of weeks ago is actually on this list. Uh, the CAO Italia is another one that I enjoy regularly. If I remember correctly, this is going way back into the episode archive, but if I remember correctly, uh, Kirk was not too big of a fan of the CAO Italia, but I happen to like it. Uh, anybody uh, who wants to speak up on this one, did you notice anything on this list that either you smoke regularly or get any new ideas on some stuff that you need to smoke? That Hoyo Black is is a phenomenal cigar, and I mm-hmm. and I think it's a real sleeper. I'm glad it made the list. Uh, you know, they they recently have come out with, you know, the black, the red, a white one, and they're all all phenomenal. Uh, but that that black is really a terrific cigar. Ben, I'm sure I gave you one you when you were here in Atlanta. You did, and uh, it really. 
it stuck. It was going to ones I was going to mention now that you you brought it up, but uh, it it really was an impressive smoke. Um, yeah, I would keep that in my humidor all the time. It's it's worth having. If I remember correctly, it was actually fairly inexpensive. Yeah, it's not an expensive cigar at all. It's it's easily under ten dollars. Mm-hmm. And the CAO Italia definitely falls into that category too. Uh, it's usually seven or eight bucks, so definitely a good choice there. Uh, let's see. There was another one that I noticed that uh, the six hundred one La Bamba Warhead. I actually have a few of these uh, floating around in my humidor that I've had for a while. Didn't you write and a review on that one, Junior? Yeah, many many moons ago. <laughs> I thought and, I remember reading that. Uh, the the ones that I have left, they've, they've got oh God probably two or three years age on them now. The the cellophane wrappers have turned basically brown. Good. Uh, just from the the amount of time that they've spent in there. Now, Junior, the, when you when you come here in three weeks for part two of uh, the Woodstock tweet up, mm-hmm. bring me one. All right, uh, we'll do. I have yeah, I never. It's... Never been able to get my hands on one. Yeah, uh, it's actually the ones I was telling you about. The, the rep actually gave us a box of them uh, a few a while back. But yeah, I've got a few floating around. I'll definitely bring over there. And aging room made the list. La Flora Dominicana made it made the list with their double Lajero Lancero. I'll say that five times faster for my challenge. Uh, that's definitely a good smoke, but it's definitely a strong smoke uh, with all that Lajero. My father made the list, and that's Romeo really and Juliana good. also made the list as well. And speaking of Romeo and Julieta, uh, when we were at the Woodstock Tweet Up Part 1 a few days ago, uh, our kind host, Alan, uh, everything from steaks to burgers to uh, Cuban cigars were broken out. Uh, Alan, you had the opportunity to bring some cigars back from Brazil uh, several months ago, and we had the opportunity to sit down and smoke those, and they were absolutely fantastic. So I'll throw it over to you for just a moment and let you talk about what you brought back and what you thought of it on your uh, first opportunity to smoke it there. Well, first of all, I want to preference this by saying that, you know, I'm not enthralled with Cuba or Cuban cigars. I think there's a lot better um, stuff on the market from Nicaragua, Honduras, the Dominican Republic. Um, And with that said, you know, it's like, well, okay, one of the things I wanted to do in Brazil was to when we got to Sao Paulo was of course to hit some of the cigar shops and see what interesting beauties that I could come up with. And of course, you know, all the cigar shops were, so I ended up buying uh, a couple of boxes of uh, Cuban cigars at the airport. And I know I paid way too much for them, even with the, exchange rates, and one of them happened to be a uh, Romeo and Julieta uh, Regalius de Londres. And, um, you know, I've been saying that I wasn't going to open this box until uh, you guys were here for um, 
the Woodstock tweet up that I was just going to let them age. Now, I knew we were going to talk about this tonight, so I, I did a little research, and I find this incredibly interesting based on, uh, Ben, your last um, blog. Take a guess at how long the experts say we should age this box of cigars before smoking it. 18 to, Anybody, 18 to 20 years. <laughs> you are close. It might as well be 18 to 20 years. They actually recommend four years of aging. Wow. That is just unbelievable. That is an excruciatingly okay? long time to set on a exactly. box. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly, you know, and I, I really didn't buy, um, you know, this box of Cuban cigars for me. I didn't buy it to impress anybody. The purpose of it was to have it here so that when I have friends and company, you know, I can open this up and people can enjoy them. Because, again, they do have the mystique about them. But here's something else that's interesting. Mark, would you have guessed that these were machine-made? No, not at all. I wouldn't have either, but this particular size is machine made. So, you know, we really were not smoking a, um, (laughs) a, a long filler premium handmade cigar. It might be uh, a premium cigar and it might be long filler, but it certainly wasn't handmade. Hmm. Now with all of this said, you know, I did enjoy the cigar. There was absolutely nothing wrong with it. It was a, a medium bodied. It, it had some complex flavors. Uh, you know, some were floral and nutty and herbal and woody. Um, but, you know, not a one of them was overpowering. They, they worked really well together. Um, the thing is, is that if you'll recall, about 20 minutes after I finished the cigar, I lit up one of um, the Trejay cigars, the black, and after three puffs, what did I say? What a difference. <laughs> no, I actually said the black was every bit as good, if not better, than that Romeo and Julieta from Cuba. I love the Trey J black. That's, and, uh, I think that's my favorite blend from um, that of the blue. And, uh, and Jer- Jerry loved the, the, um, the Romeo and Julieta, but he was very, very pleased when I said that, you know, I thought the black was just as good, if not better. And I, I would tend to agree. I mean, the, the Romeo and Julieta was really, really good. And I think we all enjoyed getting to sit there and hang out and smoke a Cuban cigar and, and drink a little uh, alcohol to go with it. And, but it was really, really good. You know, but in the grand scheme of things, we all smoked a lot of amazing cigars in the past couple of days. And yeah, the Cuban mystique was cool. I liked it. I'd certainly smoke it again. But, you know... 
I've probably got, you know, 50 things sitting in my humidor that are probably more impressive just in terms of, you know, sheer cigar prowess. Absolutely. The, uh, you know, my, my tip would be, you know, if you don't have to, first of all, you shouldn't break your neck trying to buy Cubans. Not at all. You know, and if you're going to buy Cubans, make sure they're real. Mm-hmm. Okay, you either buy them at, at the airport or you buy them at a Habanos dealer, but you know, never buy them off the street. I don't. I don't care where you are. Well, and, I think it goes goes back to what you said a few minutes ago. Do it not to impress people, not to be a big shot get these cigars to sit around and have them with your friends and compare them to the other stuff you like, you know, just, just treat it like another cigar. Yep. Yeah. And what will be interesting is to see how they are. Uh, I know they're not going to hang around for four years, but it no. would be interesting to see how they are three weeks from now, you know, uh, two months from now, you know, let's see how they're, how are they going to be on the 4th of July? How are they going to be on Labor Day? That type of thing. Yeah, it'd definitely be interesting to see how they pro- progress as you continue to age them. <laughs> and while we're speaking on cigars that you happen to have, uh, let's let's talk very briefly about that monstrosity that's setting on your shelf uh, in the den uh, that looks more like a billy club than a cigar. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, I sent a picture of it to Ben. I think I even tweeted a picture of it at one point, but uh, oh, I ben, didn't know you did that. He had to send yeah, the ben picture. Admitted, he had to send the picture in two different text messages because it was so large that the picture couldn't fit in <laughs> one. So it was just, it was massive. I, I actually just, I sent Ben a picture of it, and I just said simply, "Are you man enough?" Uh, his <laughs> answer was that. no. Now that is a a real cigar. It is from. Uh, uh, Thompson out of Florida. And, you know, it was purchased um, as a joke. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, it's on display. Yeah, I've it, used it in a, a couple of different cigar lectures. Yeah. It's a great uh, novelty item for sure. And it's fun to look at because it is a, a very large item. And and another uh, topic that we spent a fair amount of time talking about over the weekend was our favorite accessories because Alan has a a very impressive uh, collection of cutters and lighters. And uh, for a lot of the weekend, Darlene had her uh, Calibri V-cutter with her, uh, which Senior can touch on here in a second, but we were using her V-cutter. And we all... Uh, kind of found out that we really love that cutter. Uh, and I know Senior, uh, at least last I heard, was enjoying his. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's uh, definitely, if not my top cutter, within the top two. But that that kind of brings me to my, my next topic of choice, and that is our our favorite accessories. So, Senior, go, go ahead with your, uh, I guess we'll call it the Calibri, your cutter of choice, but the lighter of choice on the outside as well. 
Well, I got to give the XI series of Zycar uh, an honorable mention of cutters because, like I say, they they are also one that I carry on a regular basis. But as far as a lighter is the uh, Zycar Trezo. It's a three flame torch, and the there the three flames are in a in line, and then the two on the ends are angled in. I think at eight degrees, and it comes up, and they make kind of a spear point out of the flame. And uh, I've got, I think, two or three of those now, and definitely my go-to lighter. And I'll, you're not going to say it, so I'll say it. It's the one that Kurt broke. <laughs> yeah, since he's not here, it's damn light. My favorite one of all times of those trees, though. Was but Zachar replaced it, but that's not the point. Yeah. The point is Kurt broke it. Kurt broke it and then had to send it off. Uh, Cutter-wise, I have I have two that are absolutely tied for my favorite right now. One of them is the Zycar XO, their circular cutter. That thing is sharp beyond belief. Uh, the second cutter that I absolutely love to death is the Lotus Jaws serrated blade cutter. Uh, really enjoy that one. Uh, the serrated blades are an interesting touch. Uh, Alan, did you ever try that one? When it, I know you said yeah, it. I tried. Yes, yeah. yes, I did. And it, it is a phenomenal cutter. Yeah, I, I recommend just lo- that one love the feel of it. Yeah, I recommend that one to anybody. It's got uh, really sharp br- blades and a great weight. And it's also not that expensive. I think I gave about $30 for that one in a shop. Uh, Lighter-wise, I'm a little bit all over the road on this one, but I have the Zycar Turum, uh, which is the tall cylindrical lighter with a massive uh, tank on it. It's double flame. Uh, Quite enjoy that one a lot. I also have a a single torch, um, just generic lighter that Senior picked up for me that has a tank that almost never needs to be filled. I, I keep that one on me just about at all times. Uh, ben, what you got in this department? Um, the cutter that I, uh, my go-to cutter is going to be the Zycar, uh, the teardrop shape one. It's the classic one. Uh, I've had okay. it for years and it's, it's not failed me since. Um, the, the torch lighter that I have is the Zycar Enigma two. It's the double torch flame. Um, I don't really have, I have, I used to use matches or if I can find a soft flame cigar, I prefer soft flame if I can. I just think it doesn't, you know, it doesn't burn it as hot. Um, so uh, I always prefer the soft flame, but since I'm usually smoking outdoors, the Zycar Enigma 2 is my go-to uh, lighter for that one. I like it. And uh, the man who has uh, more cutters and lighters and all of us put together. Uh, let's see what Alan's thoughts are on this. Well, you know, one of my comments, <clears throat> excuse me, has to be that I've got a lot of favorite lighters and I've got a lot of favorite cutters that I will mm-hmm. only use here at the house. I don't dare put them in my pocket and I don't dare take them with me to an event or to anything cigar related. You know, and I once had somebody say, well, what, what's the matter with you? You know, you got all these beautiful lighters, you get these beautiful cutters and you don't bring them. And the reason is, is because I want to keep them. Uh, mm-hmm. It is amazing how many times I have brought a lighter or a cutter to an event uh, 
only to um, have it grow legs and walk off. Mm. So I, um, you know, as a rule of thumb now, um, you know, bring very, very inexpensive lighters, uh, very inexpensive cutters. Uh, They're definitely not my favorite, but if I lose them, it's not a big deal. Now, when we talk about my, my favorite cutters, of course, the, you know, one that's absolute that I've got right here in front of me is the Calibri V-Cut. I don't know if you guys could hear that. almost yeah. sounds like a switchblade when you open it up. And it does such a great job. And the one I have is um, black and gold. And what's neat about it is it was gifted to me by uh, Oscar Rodriguez from GTO Cigars. That one and actually it has GTO branding, doesn't it? It's got GTO branding on the back of it. So, you know, I definitely do not want to, um, you know, bring that out to an event. Now, another one that I have that is one of my favorites was gifted to me by um, the owner of 1502 Cigars, uh, Enrique Sanchez. And this one happens to be a, 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 uh, an XI-1, and it's 1502 branded, uh, and it is really cool. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, since I've got you guys all here, in relation, since we're talking about cutters and, and things like that, have you, do you have a particular preference to a cutter depending on the cigar, and has it a... Do you, do you think it smokes differently or, or draws differently based on the cut? Like, I always prefer a full cut, but, you know, the, the Calibri the deep V cut sounds sounds popular. But in, in your experience, um, have you noticed any particular change or do you have a preference of one over another, depending on the cigar? One tip you know, for a long time, I used a, a bullet cutter because I thought it was, was cleaner and it kept – uh, more tobacco out of my mouth. Uh, as I became more experienced, you know, I liked the full cut that you just mentioned that you would get with a, uh, you know, Zycar XI. And, um, you know, you get good with that. And if it's sharp, you get a good clean cut and you don't have a mouthful of, of tobacco. Um, I like it. As a general rule of thumb, um, most of the time, if I've got a larger ring gauge cigar, that V-cut is definitely the way to go. That really takes a nice hunk out and really gives you some good surface area to get some good smoke. And it's still a good clean cut uh, balance point there of using the bullet cutter. That's one of the advantages I found with the V cutter is you get that nice clean cut, your cap's still intact, except for where the V slices through. But in this one, different from other V cuts I've seen, it opens up a big channel. So you're still getting, you're almost getting as much draw from that V cut as you would from a guillotine cut. Senior, do you have the V cutter? Yes, I've got the. 
yeah, it was actually gifted to me by Junior. I've got it uh, blue and black. Okay. Yeah, I figured I owed him something for all of his cigars I've given away over the years. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Senior. Um, yeah, you're you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, no, I, okay, that's that's good feedback. Um, that's, and that's speaking of that cutter, they've got a carbon fiber series out now, and the red one is awesome. Uh, even having one, I've almost been tempted to buy that one. Okay. Yeah, the, the carbon fiber series does definitely look sharp on them. Okay. Now, Mark, you yeah. bought one this weekend, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I actually did. Uh, I ordered it on Amazon. Uh, the black and the rose, I think they call it rose gold version. So I think it's going to look a little bit like your uh, GTO cutter without the branding. Uh, Junior, you on the Lotus cutter you'd mentioned earlier it's got the serrated teeth i haven't had the chance to use one yet have you noticed that that particular cutter cut cleaner than let's say the zycar xi or have you noticed a, a better quality cut based on that design it's i'll put it this way the the lotus with the weight and the way it's made the cutter does more of the work than your fingers do. Uh, and the serrated blades really keep the tobacco from sticking to it. So okay. the Lotus really does give it a really, really clean. Okay. The only one I've seen I mean, sharper than that would be the XO cutter. Yeah, I mean, nothing that I've found is sharper than the XO. But oh, you uh, point that thing at a cigar and it the cap jumps off of it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. But, but yeah, I mean, I would recommend that Lotus Cutter to anybody, and it's cheaper than just about any of your Zycar offerings, too. Now, are they doing the lifetime warranties now? Yes, they are. Oh, okay, good. And you are listening to the Cigar Tipsters podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, simply by searching Cigar Tipster. Uh, if you give us a subscribe, or hit the subscribe button, I should say, uh, you'll get a notification each time we put out a new episode. We do these on average just about every two weeks. And so be sure to give us a subscription there, and we'll keep the... Uh, cigar content coming your way. Uh, if you're in the uh, North Alabama or Tennessee Valley area, as it's sometimes called, uh, on June the 16th, in just a couple of weeks, we've got a CLE and a <clears throat> and Asylum cigar event that's going to take place at the Cigar Room in Madison, Alabama, and it's only about uh, 10 minutes off of Interstate 65, so it's pretty easy to get to if you're coming through the area. The June 16th, you'll have uh, uh, CLE and Asylum, both at that event there at the Cigar Room in Madison. Uh, ben, you got anything going on up your way? Uh, at this point, actually, I don't. They, they had the uh, they had an AVO Zycar event um, last month, and I haven't seen anything new yet, but I've been in contact with Dave. He's supposed to get back to me. They're coming up with one in two weeks, but he hasn't told me what that is yet. So uh, I'll, I'll put it on the next blog in. All right, fair enough. And anything in Atlanta we need to be aware of, other than Woodstock Tweet Up Part 2? 
Atlanta's been pretty dry. However, uh, on the 16th and 17th of June, uh, Cutters is going to open up its second shop. So mm-hmm. for those two days, they'll be doing their grand opening. Other than that, I don't have any more information on it, right. which I'll probably be and getting this week. Definitely love the the original cutter shop, so we'll all have to get over there and uh, see the new one once they get it up and running. But the first one was definitely a winner, no doubt. Uh, before we uh, let me throw something out there right quick, if I could. I know we've got uh, at least a few reps, or a couple anyway, that. Uh, listen to the podcast so I'd like to encourage those guys as well as the listeners you know if there's a big event at your local shop that you want to throw a plug in for get us an email now we need it uh, the way the podcast run we're going to need it as much ahead of time as possible so that we're not you know announcing the event after it's over but uh, we'll yeah, be glad uh, to throw some plugs out there for your local shops or you reps that are out there. If you've got things out going on, we'd be yeah, glad. He, to he was looking at you, uh, Tim Vincent, specifically. <laughs> yeah, he was the one that came to mind. But you know. Uh, but yeah, definitely get us uh, get us all the information. We'll be happy to put it out for you. And uh, anybody got any other uh, things they want to throw out before we close up shop tonight? No, I'm good. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll take no. these stunned, stunned silences and now. No, uh, well, I mean, other than, you know, with Junior and I, since the launch of the new website, we encourage any listeners out there to go to the website, check it out at cigartipsters.com, see what you think, and definitely provide feedback, uh, good, bad. If you have ideas, if you just want to compliment it or whatever, uh, definitely let us know. Uh, we're sort of shooting from the hip on this to make sure we do it uh, as right as possible. So, uh, we, we encourage any feedback on that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. if you notice I screwed something up, don't be afraid to uh, point it out to me because Lord knows I'm the worst proofreader that you'll ever meet. That's true. Or if they just want to tell Kirk he sucks for not being on here, they can do that there too. They should definitely. We would encourage yeah. all of our listeners to tell us how much Kirk sucks. Uh. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of that, that's uh, going <laughs> uh, to be able to come to the uh, Woodstock Tweet Up Part 2. So far, it looks good. Twenty um, fifth. Uh, yeah, I gave him the dates uh, yesterday. I think. As far as I know. Just tell your wife you're coming. Senior, yeah, how about there. you? Well, I've been threatened if I don't show up at the next one, so I'm going to have to make it there one way or the other. Sounds good. Yeah, so I wanted to be at this one. Hopefully, have other ideas. Oh, by the way, well, I'll, I'll tell you about it afterwards. Never mind. I'll talk to Alan after the show. All right. Well, this has been the Cigar Tips Podcast. We hope this finds you well, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.